Content warning. Discussion of death, drug use, and mental illness. Hello and welcome to the Billy Shears Club. I'm your host, Caleb Clark, and today I have with me Leo Gacy. How are you doing today, Leo? Uh, I am doing, uh, as per usual. Uh, that's a good way to be. Yeah, well, yeah no. If I were to stop doing, I'd be dead, so I generally do not prefer that. A philosopher in our midst. Sure. I guess. <laughs> no, uh... I'm doing all right today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And today, the albums we've got for you listening are Oh My Heart by the Canadian indie band Mudda Mudda, or Mother Mother for you non-New Yorkers. I'm not from New York. Why do I say it in New York accent? And uh, Fun House by Michigan punk band, well, proto-punk band, the, the Stooges. All right. Why don't you introduce us to this mother of mother uh, yeah, um, actually, you probably know more about the actual band than I do, uh, as far as I'm aware. So I'm going to tell the Leah version of Mother Mother. Uh, they are a band that exists, and they appeared as soon as I saw them on my YouTube recommendations, and I started listening to them. Um, I don't know where they're actually from. You might be lying to me, but they probably are from Canada, because I, you're not a very good liar, which is probably for the best, but... Um, yeah uh as far as i'm aware they uh existed as of the recent years and they make music i like (laughs) (laughs) no in terms of their gen in terms of their general sound they've got they're very uh, they've got that sort of upbeat music morose topic sort of deal going on i call it um Mm -hmm. jaunty emo um i this 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 album in particular, it has a lot of really good songs about some of my favorite topics, like people who are worse together and uh, kind of having a breakdown. Um, so you can tell I'm a really fun person, obviously. Uh, but it has. A, you are. Oh, thank you. I'm flattered. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, in. In general, uh, I would say, as I said before, kind of a upbeat feel to it. Uh, some of them are faster than others. Like you've got you've got a song like uh, "Oh My Heart," which has a pretty strong percussive beat. But then you have some more chill songs like "Miles," uh, which I could very much fall asleep to in, in a positive way because I don't sleep very easy. Uh, but overall, I would say the vibe is positive and upbeat yeah cool thank you i definitely enjoyed it i can agree with you on the john t it's got a very i felt that like yeah they definitely had a very good sense of what mood to take like you say there's the more laid back tracks that are almost like some of them are even a little bit like campfire-y to me you know like something you could just sit around in the fire at night Look on your guitar and play, and it would be really nice. And then, yeah, Summer Jaunty, a little bit like, I guess I would say, chamber popish in a way, where it's got like those, all the winds, wind instruments going, and it's very, you know, jangly. It almost, in a lot of ways, it's like a little bit like harkening back to like seventies campy pop, like in a way, especially with, but in like a really good way that like, like you say, it's got the very morose lyrics in it, like. 
brings that out with the lyrical dissonance, which also I felt like was what made their vocal style really strong because usually they have, I think, three vocalists on the band. And then the main guy, he's got more of like a, you know, the usual sort of squawky indie rock frontman voice, like a kind of that general vein of Modest Mouse, not in terms of like it actually sounding like it, but in terms of just that vibe. But then they've got a much more cherubic, like sweet voiced singer who kind of goes in unison with them a lot of times. And that gives it a very weird, dissonant, but cool vibe that made them stand out particular. Yeah, no, I know the the woman who, I actually do know one thing about Mother Mother. Ha ha, surprise. <laughs> uh, I know that the woman who did the song Sleep Awake, her name is Molly. Uh, I know this from a YouTube comment, so take my knowledge with a grain of salt. But... Uh, no, she had, it was really interesting seeing the songs that featured her more. Um, but I, I, in general, in terms of the vocals, I really, uh, as I mentioned, like what I was saying to you before, um, we, we went on recording, uh, I really like how, this is going to sound stupid, but I, I love how clear and audible all of the lyrics are, because a lot of times you can get into sort of gruff or soft or like mushy like vocals like and i say like mushy not in terms of like oh they're singing about love whatever but um more in the sense that they're not opening their mouth all the way um and i have garbage audio processing so if i'm listening to music and i want to be able to actually hear the lyrics without watching a lyric video um i need the it needed to be very well enunciated and i feel that the, the vocals especially for uh, a band that has very hard-hitting lyrics, like Mother Mother, uh, it's very nice that they are so percussive and well enunciated on their vocals. Yeah, yeah, that is a very good point. Like I, oh, I, I think, like, um, I mean, oh, my heart is like a very clear example of just the it's very it's very percussive it's very sharp and very like they don't spit out the words it's not like model of a modern major general or anything but, <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it's it's unmistakable what they are saying uh yeah. which is nice yeah yeah clear enunciation definitely yeah. uh, like, are there any songs in particular that you think you really like or really didn't like yeah let's see a lot of them like had sort of been introduced because like when the, i know body you had introduced to me like well over a year before we did this episode so like back august 2019 so but then uh a, a few of them the songs have gotten very popular as like you know memes and stuff like almost half the album like you know really yeah like uh burning like there's like lots of like little videos where people will put a bunch of clips of them and then like stuff like uh let's see which ones show up usually uh arms tonight wrecking ball hayloft ghosting body uh those are the and burning pile those are the main ones that show up on the internet a lot so like half okay. the album done i have heard some of the arms tonight memes although i'll admit i actually it's usually the chorus that shows up, but I, I admit, yeah. I, almost, I almost like the verses better. Like, I love how, like, weirdly happy and poppy it is. Like, uh, I died 
in your arms tonight. Like it's it's just like this is so like dissonant in the best way possible. It's just like um it almost reminds me in some ways at the beginning of like I would walk 500 miles with just like how like a beat copied is but it's like about dying well it's not necessarily about that I'm not good at being able to tell a metaphor but as far as I'm concerned um, it's funny to imagine it's about legitimately a person dying and then trying to come back as a ghost um, but maybe that's just me uh, but yeah that's it's interesting I'm so poorly versed in a lot of meme culture please please teach me oh meaningful one uh, I'll, I'll try yeah actually how did you bring up yeah arms tonight that was the i'm not very good at metaphors either but i have a english degree and i don't brag too much and so, <laughs> and so i'm supposed to have been trained in finding metaphors am i great at it it's 50 50. that's definitely the one that seemed the most literal of them you know like a lot of them you could very clearly tell there's some sort of underlying mental state that the whole thing's a metaphor for. But like this one, it just, yeah, it literally sounds like it's just about, well, I died and now my ghost is trying to continue this love. So, yeah. Which, you know, good, good for the ghost. <laughs> we stand a committed ghost. Yeah, just because you die doesn't mean that you can't keep your relationship going. Gosh. Come on, people. Let's I mean, off our fair. standards here a little Okay, to be fair, though, it is until death do us part, so, I mean, if they're dead, you can just go, I guess, cheat on your, uh, cheat on your husband or wife. Uh, no problemo. Ghost adultery. It's plaguing our ghost societies. I'm gonna be a ghost marriage counselor. That's what I'm doing with my psych degree. Nice. Marriage counselor yeah. for ghosts. Let's go. Any ghosts, hit me up. No, I have something that Arms Tonight did well that I think is especially exemplified as well in Oh My Heart is that it only uses the words that are needed to get the point across. Uh, like, I really like the line, like, white light in your arms tonight. But I feel like, I mean, a lot of songs do that. What I think that they do really interestingly in Oh My Heart is they keep the sentences relatively structured, but they don't use articles in certain points where it's not needed so that it can keep the tempo. Mm. Um, like they have the line, oh my heart, it's a, a house in the sky in the eye of tornado, not like the tornado or a tornado because that I would screw up with the beat, but it's just tornado, which is really funny when you first hear it on like your second or third listen. Uh, if you're me, maybe you'll pick up on it earlier. I don't know. Uh, but it's, I think, a really clever way to make sure that you stay on beat. And I think that's something that marks Mother Mother songs distinctly, is that even if you don't really listen to the lyrics very closely, that's part of why I think you get such a distinct quote-unquote vibe from a lot of them, is that they do a good job not sacrificing too much either way in the lyrics or the sound department uh so that way it's it's a fun treat when you listen closely but it also can sort of sound like the songs are about nothing but you can still get a feeling for it you know if that makes any sense at all yeah that's i didn't even notice that that's really cool he's oh. putting it out you're cool mom's, mom's cool ah uh, uh. you owe me cocaine uh.
Uh, one cocaine, please. Um, no, but uh, it's it is. It, I I will say that like that is something that I I wish more songs would do. Uh, is that it's okay if the lyrics sound a little janky sometimes, so long as you get the meaning across. And so long as like the beat still sounds good because it's, it sticks out like a sore thumb when that doesn't happen. I feel like maybe that's just my opinion. I will say though. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I, I like the song Hayloft, but I've listened to it a few times now. And that's one of the few songs where I like, I like the, the repetitive lyrics in a lot of the songs, but I just wish there was more context and more information to whatever is going on in the story that is the song Hayloft. I, I want to know why the dad is going to shoot the two in Hayloft. Like, what's going on with them? Do like, he not like that they're in love? Like, just even another line that is a hint to what's going on. Like, like that's the thing. Is like, it's, it's good enough where I want to know what's going on. But now I, like, I don't know entirely what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if I felt that quite as strongly. Like, yeah, it's definitely been much more decontextualized. Where I think, I think all they give us really is that they're making out in a barn, and then her dad comes in and threatening to shoot the guy. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it works better as like just like, given how it's this very aggressive thrashing song with like the big beat. I think it's. More like that moment of panic where you realize, like, the guy, the dad's coming in, he's got a shotgun, you better get what you can still get, rather than, like, a larger story, I feel like. Yeah, that, no, that, that, that's very fair. That's very fair. I guess I just, I, I, I kept coming up with uh, hayloft theories, right? Uh, <laughs> and, like, that's the thing is, I'm not normally the kind of person, like I said before, my audio processing is garbage. Um, I normally do not listen to lyrics of songs. Uh, if someone told me a song I liked was about eating orphans or something, I'd be like, that sucks, bro. Uh, baseline's <laughs> good. Um, I, that's the first I've heard about it. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I just, it's, I guess because it was also just less thematic, it was so specific. That I just there there wasn't there's not really a degree of general applicability of you're making out the hayloft and then your dad comes up with a gun like, uh, but like I, I I don't know I guess it's just more just I feel like it's a good song but there are better songs on the album and I've heard like this is the song that I've heard like the most people talk about but mayhaps that's just. A personal taste thing, and that's totally good. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, heart heavy is a really good one that I have not heard a lot of people talk about. Though, did I miss it? Yeah, the um, trying to think of a good line to sing because I'm not a good singer. Uh, the um. I don't get heart heavy, heart heavy. Did I, did I miss that one completely? I need to check my Spotify. It is possible. 
Well, that might be why people don't talk about it. It was hidden. That's <laughs> mother, mother, secret song. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's. Is this not on Spotify? Not on Spotify? I don't know. I messed up. No, it's totally good. I listen to all the stuff on YouTube, so I don't uh, know. Gotcha. I, I have no idea. So you'll, we'll go break that. No, uh, well, I'll go break it down then. Uh, the whole idea of the song is just... Um, the person is singing about how he sees all these uh, couples and stuff who are connected. Like this line looks like when I see two people in the rain, uh, hand in each other's hand, uh, the synced heartbeat. Uh, I don't wish that were me. And he talks about how, uh, cause he, there's this couple next door, this couple upstairs who they, they don't really love each other. They're just constantly fighting all the time. Uh, and he talks about how like, yeah, it's basically just turned them off to love because he sees this, uh, these couples who are so miserable when he gets to know them, when the people who are closer to him uh, are just are in such awful states. He's just like, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't wish that were me. Like, I don't see the couple in the malt shop drinking the same soda and wish that I were there. Wish that I was a part of that. Gosh. That's another one that's a very, it's very percussive and quick. Which, uh, you know I like my quick songs, because I don't dance to music, I just sprint. Um, which is also why I like that one line from Wisdom, uh, the, um, oh, do 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 Yeah. Uh, once I was told that I liked fidget and missed out on good advice, which is just an ADHD mood. Um, but that's just me. But yeah. So that was a this one was a fun one though like like how it was like sort of sassy it was one of the definitely one of the jauntier ones like you're saying to really jangle too oh yeah well wisdom wisdom felt yeah it's very it felt something like you would sing with friends in a bar yeah. but I feel like the wisdom goes away when you drink so especially <laughs> that but no, it, it, or maybe like a diner. I don't know, because it, it just, I don't know, it felt, it felt like something you could wake up to. I don't know how else to describe it. Gotcha. What are your particular favorites? Like, Oh, I would say, hmm, heart heavy, body, okay, body for sure lives up to the hype for me. I I know we were talking about it earlier, but it's just it's it's something that it is very very relatable for I'm sure mostly with body issues. But it's just it's the how vague it is, I think in some ways is very positive and how visceral it is is very pleasant for me as someone who likes both body horror and gore uh <laughs> but it's it doesn't it doesn't feel edgy though it's not like oh i'm gonna talk about lung tissue or something um it's 
visceral but not graphic. Yeah. So that that's... yeah, it's much. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just gonna add in like it's much more like the pleading tone and how it's much more about like the physicality of having to exist versus the organs themselves and like. Yeah, God, wouldn't be a ghost to be nice? That'd be so dope. <laughs> My ideal body is one of those like animated skeletons. So yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's fair. I could see that. <laughs> Back around with some that. bones. <laughs> Anyway, going back, uh, so it's a heart-heavy body, um, arms tonight, um, sleep awake, I really, really liked. Um, that was kind of a, a weird one that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. And then I think I would also say burning pile uh, for the chorus. Although, yeah, I, I think, yeah, those many Taiwans. I didn't like body of years as much, I'll admit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Body of Years was one of mine. That was one I really liked. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to yuck your yum, whatever <laughs> no, no. the term is. Go ahead, yuck it. <laughs> yuck it. Well, no, it, it really is a taste thing. I generally don't like ballady songs as much. Um, and I, I feel like that'd be a good song to listen to if you wanted to be sad. And I don't mm-hmm. like listening to things that make me sad. Um... Most of the time. Sometimes I do. Um, it's not a mood I'm in a lot. Gotcha. I think it's written well, and I think it's good at what it tries to do, but for personal taste stuff, it's it's a little too airy. Um, but that's, once again, it's, it's a personal opinion thing. I don't think there's anything technically wrong with the song. That's fair. What about you? What are what are what are songs you liked, disliked, liked medium yeah. amounts? Yeah, I would say other songs on here. Uh, Burning Pile, that was another great. That was a great one. Uh, Body of Years. I think Try to Change. That one stuck out to me. Like it's much simpler than a lot of them, but like just the desperation of the them like talking about how they've tried all these different ways to like change themselves and improve and it still hasn't succeeded and plus like just all the the trumpet and the saxophone how it was like generally great soundscape uh, yeah that one had the campfire feel for you didn't it yeah that was one of them definitely the minute you said that i was thinking i was trying to change <laughs> yeah. yeah let's see other ones that were really great uh body was pretty nice uh what'd you say uh, body was pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Ghosting, ghosting hanging off were pretty nice. Wrecking Ball that was that's probably one of my favorites. Is the ones that have broken into the memosphere. Like I really just... like that one. I really that that one's kind of the opposite of the um, in your arms. Where like the the song the part of it that gets into the meme the uh, let's face it just because just because we can. I love that part so much. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just it. It feels like something to be played like on a fairground organ. Yeah, <laughs> just like some little dude with like an organ or dude, and he's got a little capuchin monkey with a hat. They're dancing about like lashing out of rage. Absolutely. I mean, if I were one of those monkeys, I'd be pissed all the time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Absolutely, I'd go feral. 
<laughs> Beautiful. But, uh, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. I feel like, yeah, you tend to like more slow songs than I do. Yeah. I'm like kind of more kind of more dreamy uh, stuff in general, which I mean, to be fair, Funhouse does have like a lot of psychedelic -y vibes. What do you think of Miles? Miles? I wasn't quite as big a fan on that one. Like that was the one that I got the, I would probably say that was the one I kind of got the least out of, honestly. Out of them all. Like that was no. like my main note on that is not sure on Miles either. Like that was, it was okay. It was, it was still really good. Good. It was just like, eh. No, it's fair. I was just kind of curious because that one, I, I that one in, ghosting i feel like with the if i were to compare miles to any other song of the album for the most sort of uh, beat mappy similar but ghosting felt more kind of haha <laughs> haunting and <laughs> distant whereas miles gave me hawaiian vacation vibes i have absolutely no idea why but like the guitars <laughs> gave me it just it it felt like oh i'm on a cruise <laughs> Hey, emos have to get out somehow too. Uh, not Absolutely. with the corona, but like sometimes they gotta take a vacation. Absolutely. Well, you know what? You just gotta put on like a hula hoop, right? That's like six <laughs> foot in radius, so that way no one comes near you. Or, or you gotta start wearing those um, hoop skirts or like crinolines, so that way you have the personal space enforcer. Ooh, and since they're emo, they can have like cyber goth face masks. I have seen people with like gas masks, style face masks. <laughs> Some of them make them out of monster cans and stuff, and I don't know how you do that without getting tetanus. <laughs> well, if you like, assume they don't have tetanus. I mean, you, you better make sure those cans are clean. Uh, to any emos listening, please don't get face tetanus for an aesthetic. Um, I crust punks. No. They'll never listen. <laughs> please, no, no face tetanus. Please, you don't want to get lockjaw. Uh, but um, my thoughts on that aside, that's fair. Any songs aside from Miles that like didn't do it for you? That was really the only one that was like anywhere close to not. Wow, this is a fantastic song. Like, and of course, I didn't. I didn't chance to listen to Heart Heavy because I didn't realize, but yeah, like, given 11 out of 12 or like, Holy Smoke just is great. I'd say it's a pretty good album. Pretty great time. I think it's the favorite one that we've covered on the show so far. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Hey, and no problem on Heart Heavy. I didn't know it was uh, not available on Spotify. I would have warned you <laughs> yeah. otherwise. All good. But, um, yeah, speaking of, uh, some fun albums, Funhouse. Yoo-hoo! All right, it's time for a little bit of background. So, uh, the Stooges were formed in 1967, uh, four lads from Michigan. Names were, uh, like, Osterberg, some sort of nerdy name, but he pretty soon took the stage name of Iggy Pop with brothers Ron, with Ron and Scott Ashton and on guitar and bay drums, or the other way around and David Alexander on bass. And so they took inspiration from like uh, The Doors, Howling Wolf, Blue Sky, MC5, who were this sort of 
really hard-hitting, noisy rock band from Detroit, and a girl group who didn't really get mainstream exposure called the Untouchables. And so they started making this very lo-fi, chaotic type of rock music that would later on become very inspirational for punk music. But when they broke out, they weren't quite as successful. Uh, they had really great live shows because they were all just doing whatever they wanted and were having a wild time on stage. Like, E-Pop is one of the early adopters of stage dive. And the his exploits start with smearing his chest with peanut butter. And then they just kind of get gross from there. But he was a very, very in-your-face showman. Yeah, they released two albums originally. Uh, the first was called The Stooges, and the second was this one, Fun House, where they added saxophonist Steve McKay. But at this but this, those albums didn't really sell. Critical opinion seemed to be mixed at best. And due to lots of drug use, they ended up breaking up. But then David Bowie, oh, and they also had like a bunch of like roadies who they tried to like bring on as like backup musicians in case someone was on a lot of drugs that day. And so they kind of cycled through a few guys. But uh, yeah, the band breaks up in 1971. Iggy Pop becomes friends with David Bowie, who's a huge Stoog Stooges fan. It's like, uh, Iggy Pulp, we've got to go make another Stooges album. I don't know why I'm doing David Bowie in a Ringo voice, but that's just going to be how he sounds now. And so they try to get another Stooges lineup. Uh, they get James Williamson, who was one of the roadies that they brought on as guitarist to play guitar. Then they bring back the Ashton Brothers to play uh, bass and drums. And then they create Raw Power, which is another one that doesn't really sell a lot and is doesn't get a great critical opinion because David Bowie gave it a really thin mix. And so like the Stooges fans didn't like it and it was still a little bit of ahead of its time. And so the band breaks up again pretty soon thereafter. Iggy Pop becomes a rock musician. Sadly, David Alexander dies of a bit of complications exacerbated with by alcoholism. The rest of the guys uh, kind of go in various music projects for the next while. Interestingly, uh, Steve can also get other jobs on the side like uh, Steve McKay. He was also worked as like a, he worked in sanitation and uh, James Williamson, the guitarist, main guitarist on Raw Power, actually ends up, uh, he becomes like a engineer and by 97, he's like a VP at Sony. But then like in the 2000s, they managed, yeah. yeah, but then in the 2000s, they managed to reunite the band. They record some stuff on Iggy Pop's album. They toured together. They record a couple more albums. Sadly, most of them have died of natural causes at this point, and it's just Iggy and uh, Williamson left. But yeah, this is their second album, Fun House. And it is a weird time. It is. Sorry. It's certainly something. You could definitely tell they were, let's be frank, they were taking a lot of substances, and they were listening to a lot of blues and doors music, because... Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I said this before, but I feel like every song on this album could either be played as part of a meaningful car ride or in a dance club. Oops. Specifically, just a meaningful car ride, not not just any car ride. Of course, you got to be like <laughs> running from the cops or like be at the beginning of a movie where like you see some like Magnum PI looking dude. Sorry, I almost yeah. cursed. Uh, <laughs> in a car, uh, just thinking about his dead PI wife. I don't know. 
Hmm. I've lost track of my made-up story for this one. Yeah, I could definitely see it in like some sort of like, also in like, you know, definitely like a Bonnie and Clyde type thing where it's, you know, the crook's on the run. It's got oh, this absolutely. like... Yeah. It's got oh, this sorry. like... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's got this very like... It kind of sounds like a lot of the classic rock that ends up in like, you know, car commercials and stuff, you know, very sort of... Yeah. If they took the basic element of CCR, sort of like chugging songs and then just destroyed any concept of like studio production and just played the most ragged out there kind of rock and roll that you can imagine. No, absolutely. Like, okay, 1970, that's the one that's like, the whooping and the general vibe gives me a driving away from the cops vibe. That was my uh, word for word note. Uh, I love the yelling of all at the beginning of the songs. I don't know why. That just gets me pumped for the music. It's just like, oh shit, it's music time. <laughs> yeah, no, Eddie's a great vocalist. Apparently, he stayed took a lot of inspiration from yeah, Helen Wolf, who's like this very growly blues singer, and so you can definitely hear that. He's just he's a very like he's very percussive and just sort of like right into the microphone, just screaming at full volume. It's very it gets in your face, definitely. I like it. I I will admit, like I said, um, I. As for many bands, I could not understand what he was saying some of the time. Uh, it wasn't a bad thing, though, because I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but from reading the lyrics and stuff, it feels like it's supposed to be something that is, mm, you move more to it, or it's supposed to give you just a feeling as opposed to truly ponder over um, the, the, the fabulous words, uh, such as uh, Ain't No Wall from down the street. <laughs> yeah, that, I definitely agree with you there, yeah. Yeah, it's much more of like a psychedelic vibe. Oh, interesting. Little fun fact about the production, yeah. It's definitely meant to be more like a live experience because apparently when the producers brought the Stooges into the studio, they initially set up, you know, like an actual studio where each guy has a sort of a booth and there's like the isolating between them so you can, you know, mix it. They're like... Nah, we need to play it like we're doing a live concert, and so they just like had them all group up into one group into one room, stacked the bass, stacked all the amps on top of each other, and just like blasted away. And so that's how they recorded, like just super lo-fi and basic. Okay, literally, so. I have in my notes that it sounds like a live live recording. That is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> See, it worked. It sort of did. I'll admit, there are some times where I wish the vocals were louder. Um, hmm. but in general, that is something I prefer because of a mixture of taste things. And also my ears do not work. They're, they're non-functional, but they're not yeah. non-functional, but the, the audio processing is bad. I, yeah, <laughs> but I, I like the, that's the thing, though, is that you couldn't do that without completely changing the sound. So I think ultimately it's worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of sound, what I'm curious because, like, there seem to be like the two very distinct sides of the album, like uh, the first few songs with like Down on Street, Loose, and TVI, where it's a lot more, you know, a lot closer to actual rock songs, and it sort of has some sort of basic structure and just sort of, you know. Slamming, as opposed to like dirt and 
like uh, Fun House and L.A. Blues, where it's like much slower, bluesier, and a lot more saxophone, and then eventually just descending into noise, literal noise. Like, I'm yeah. curious which side. Which side did you prefer? I'd say yes. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'd like. I like the latter side with the exception of L.A. Blues. I will admit I do not care for L.A. Blues. It was just kind of censored and pleasant. I was like, all right, it'll be fine. The song's going to start soon. And then like 30 seconds in, I'm like, when's the song going to start? And then about a minute in, I'm like, oh, this is the song. <laughs> That's a choice. Um, yeah. But I feel like that was the only song that I distinctly didn't like, because the rest of them I liked a lot. But especially 1970, I liked a lot. Um, and uh, Dirt's really fun, too. You know, I'd say I like the latter half of the album better. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. Like especially that organ line on Dirt. It's so catchy. It is. It is. I know. I, just, I like the I like the the sax especially. Yeah. I'm I'm biased because I played saxophone when I was like in fourth, three, I think like sixth grade. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I ruined a band concert at one point. <laughs> oh, oh, this is you told me about this. <laughs> yes. Um. So I I was a very petty child. So um, we got a new band teacher in sixth grade. And he was not a very nice person. No one particularly liked him because he was not a very nice person. He was very strict and picky. Uh, and he kicked me out of varsity band uh, because I, I, looking back, it was, it was more fair. Uh, the other girl who was playing saxophone was a lot better than me. Uh, but I was really frustrated. And so I decided to ruin the school band concert because everyone else hated him too. So I kind of, he would, whenever he'd leave the room, he'd put me in charge because I was the oldest. Uh, and I behaved myself in front of um, And so we had a list of like six songs. And when he'd say, okay, we're going to play this first song, I would have counted off and be like, you play song two, you play song three, you play song four. And so we didn't do that till the concert. And the concert started, it's like, all right, everyone, let's play, I don't know little drummer boy or whatever it is and he just goes one two three and I'll just go <laughs> and I just saw the light leave his eyes and then I quit bands uh, after the concert Oof. so you could have turned that into the light like blues ah uh, that uh <laughs> no <laughs> I, I feel like LA blues probably had more composition than that but um, also I feel like the context is just uh, that that makes the I'll call it band class cacophony just so much better. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of time. Clever, clever, good schemes, good schemes. I like it. I like it a lot. What What would you say are some of the best bangers from this album? I know you it's, like dirt. I I like all of them. They're all baby. And it's easy because there's like just six of them. You know, be baby. Okay, oh, to be fair, like down on the street, losing TVI, I probably couldn't like 
they're all a little bit the same, but you know, they can all be one. It can be like triplets who absorbed each other in the womb. In this case, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine the Trushka doll of like song people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can honestly pick like absolute favorite. Like maybe third, but also seventy nine or title track. Like they're just really great. And it's like this very this brand of classic rock that's very very appealing to me specifically. Like this is another this album I don't think will have like like that wide of appeal because it's is very like you know like we've been saying like distorted and confrontational and loud and noisy and then it descends into other chaos and it's much like it's not even like like a raw power and the first two just album those were like inspirational to punks like. I honestly don't think like this became like really and truly caught on until we got to probably like I don't know noise rock and metal like in the late eighties like you know stuff like Alice in Chains and Nirvana and the, the Butthole Surfers and all these like even more <laughs> weird and out there guys who like only by the grace of it smells like Teen Spirit could ever have a radio career like this is some out there. <laughs> This is a very out there album, but it's a very good out there album. I would feel. No, I'm like that's it's something that I appreciate. Like there, there are some stuff that's not particularly my own taste, but at the same time, I appreciate that it has a very distinct sound to it. Like if if someone now were to play a song from an album, I would be pretty able to pick out what uh, what it's from. Um, <laughs> which like I. And that makes it sound like I'm just like, oh, it's a bad album. But like, no, it's 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 genuinely something that's really interesting. Um, and I liked a lot of the songs too, with the uh, with the exception of the song that is barely a song. Um, and like, even then, I can understand the merit of it. Um, but no, it's 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 interesting, especially like listening to that after listening to the Mother Mother uh, album. It was just yeah. very very different. Yeah, we're yeah, we're Mother Mother is much more crisp and lyrical and has like somewhere there there's the more conventional vocalist. Not you know, I think people should use more stuff like the Funhouse album to make uh internet video memes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? I oh my gosh. I need to start learning how to animate so I can make Rob Zombie AMVs. Wait, why would you make a Rob Zombie AMV and not have a Rob Zombie song? Wait, no, are you saying that Rob the Rob Zombie song is playing for the AMV? Yeah, AMV of Rob. Okay, I'm sorry. No, yes, Rob Zombie, the <laughs> anime character. Um, okay, although I feel like he, he's the kind of person who I feel like would appreciate that. Yeah, he's a giant nerd. <laughs> Whoa. He doesn't seem like a total terrible person, as far as I know. So, yeah. I mean, he seems generally positive, but um, yeah. sorry, he's one of the Rob nice guys. It's true, um, but Rob Zombie tangent aside, no, I, I, I mean, I think it's it's a pity that in some ways, because of the way that um, songs get uh, spread, especially through memes and stuff, that in some ways it's harder to hear about albums like this unless you're like in a music circle 
And so then there's mm-hmm. usually just kind of like back and forth. Sometimes, like, I'm not saying like you do this at all because you don't because you're a very nice person. But sometimes there's some, some snobbery of just like, oh, like, how have you not heard of like X album or like Y album? And it's because that's just not how music spreads as much. Uh, but it's it's really cool to get opportunities like this to listen to something that I really normally wouldn't. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought along the Mudda Mudda so that I could listen to something that like, I had a little bit of exposure to, but hadn't sat down for the full thing. And now I've got it. And it's like, wow. I mean, if I'm being honest, I I hadn't listened to the full album myself and recommending it. I'd listen to some <laughs> of the songs. No, okay, I never listen to albums. I never like sit down and be like, I'm gonna listen to every song in this. No. I listen to songs like a little nymph picking berries in a wood. Like I'm just like, oh yes, a blueberry here. Off to the next bush, a blackberry now. Ooh, my basket of mixed berries is overflowing. But that's totally fair. I don't. I, uh, any last, any final well, observations? Uh, final observations. Um, well, I guess uh, the best thing about music is vibes. Uh, I suppose is what I have learned. Uh, well, what have confirmed? But yes. also, it's. Thank you so much for having me on and uh, sharing uh, an album you like with me. It was really interesting. And thanks for listening to stuff that I like. And well, thank you for coming in. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, folks. The, songs we li- the albums we listened to were Oh My Heart by Mother Mother and Fun House by Iggy and the Stooges. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Leo Gacy. And thank you for tuning in to the Billy Shears listening to the billy share show this episode has been produced by caleb clark thank you for listening